Good morning and welcome to Talking Travels and Other Stuff with Sarah Darling. Um, I'm really excited for today's guest. I'm speaking to Carmen Roberts live from Japan. Um, Carmen is the, uh, one of the presenters of the BBC Travel Show and a freelance journalist. Welcome to the pod. Well, thanks for having me, Sarah. That's not a problem. I'm really excited to speak to somebody so far away. <laughs> <laughs> And I believe you're up in your um, in your mountain cabin as well. Well, yes, it's an apartment in the mountains. So usually we live in Tokyo, but um, it's nice to escape the city because a it's very hot, and um, and then also when we get up to the mountains, at least you've got lots of space. There's a lot less people. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and it's so green, and it's it's just peaceful up here. Yeah. So. Or would you recommend, um, is it very touristy or is it quite kind of localised? It's, it's not touristy at all. It's, it's very, very local. <laughs> so it's, it's lovely, like especially in the ski season, I guess, it, it's, it's more touristy than what it is. Mm. But, um, but now it's a lot of local Japanese. So, you know, when we go out, we get a lot of people coming up to us going, why are you here? You know, because we, we really stand out, whereas in, in Tokyo no one would be bat an eyelid really yeah wow cool and I guess that's nice for the family as well because you've got space etc like you said yes hiking and yeah yeah so in Tokyo everyone has to wear a mask and you know here um we we wear masks when we go out in public but then when we're around the ski slope there's there's hardly anyone about so it, mm. it's quite nice to be mask free yay good especially yeah. in this heat <laughs> exactly exactly oh fab so what um what i would like to know and i'm sure the listeners would like to know is travel presenting i'm sure that is the dream job for many how did you get into it well right place right time really um i am a news journalist by um by trade i guess and that's where i started in the bbc world newsroom and then I happened to be working on a current affairs show and the travel show, which has gone through many guises um, over the years. I think it's got, it's been going for over 15 years now, but it was um, in its original form when it was on News 24. And I just happened to be in the next room and I heard about this travel show and I said to the editor, you know, oh, I, I can do that, you know totally oversold myself, said, yes, of course, I can, you know, I'm going to, I was going to Verona um, to see the opera. And I found a story and I said, yes, you know, he said, oh, you know, can you film it? Because that, that's another thing these days, you know, if you've got many strings to your bow, uh, you're far more employable. So I said, sure, no problem. Oh, it was a disaster, absolute disaster. Things were a bit wonky, the pictures were blue. Oh. But anyway, I think um, the editor was impressed that I'd shown willing and I was enthusiastic. And he said, how about next time we, uh, we send a cameraman with you? <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. 
So one disastrous weekend and I thought that was it. That was curtains for me. But um, yeah, uh, at least I made a go of it um, and managed to turn it around somehow. (laughs) Brilliant. Wow. And now when you shoot, are you, um, do you take a cameraman with you? Obviously, because you're going to all these exotic places. Yes. So usually there's a cameraman that comes with me. But in the past, um, I have filmed myself um i'm able to use a camera so a lot of the producers on the show will be able to shoot as well as um produce so it it helps to have um yeah to wear many caps i guess and that's the way everything's going these days um you know if you can take your own photographs if you can film a little bit yourself um it it always helps yeah, yeah, absolutely. The Going Local series some years ago where you would go to a city and then you would have to find four things that were off the tourist, um, off the beaten path. So you'd find, you'd vox pop people in the street, like go up to ordinary people and say, what's your best tip? You know, where can I, what's the best local thing to eat? Mm. And that was really great. It was kind of organic in, yeah. in its um, process. Yes. yes, but it was really, really fun, but challenging to film at the same time. Um, and also we did a similar series for the Rugby World Cup. So uh, last year it was, you know, I was on, a, on the clock, uh, the time it takes to play a rugby match. And I had to see different sites um, around the city and see if I could make it. You have to be creative. I remember when we went to China, there was a city, Hangzhou, that was named the happiest city in the world. Um, so we went there, and so we went to this town, I guess, this city, and had to make a, a story out of this one, <laughs> this wow. one lead that we had. So yeah. that was that was quite fun. Um, so your great, it's a great idea because you have to do the research and find as well along with the producer to kind of find the interesting people or the interesting facts oh yes that's great oh um, and so what are the challenges then how do you cope with the challenges do you kind of have any kind of crazy people that stand behind you when they can see that you're filming has anything out of the box ever happened to you (laughs) all the time all the time there's always some sort of crazies um but I guess you know with the with this sort of thing, like last week we were in Hiroshima for the anniversary of the bomb and um, we were to interview a survivor and we turned up at her house and she wasn't there. And um, she'd broken her leg. So, you know, gosh. And so in these times, I really wasn't going to go to the hospital and I didn't want to badger her in the hospital as well when she'd broken her leg, you know, an 80 year old woman sorry we need this interview (laughs) so yeah Yeah. so it was down to our fixer really um our Japanese fixer who managed to rustle up someone else at the 11th hour wow and I guess that's that's always the thing you've just got to be flexible Mm -hmm. yeah things like this happen all the time or the camera breaks or you know yeah the good tips i would imagine to be um be able to think on your feet and creatively problem solve yeah and time management because often you know you come to these places and you've got two days to film you know 
and you're working at breakneck speed, you get off at <laughs> the crack of dawn and you finish at eight, ten o'clock at night sometimes. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's a bit of a juggle. So you, you get there, you hit the ground running, you work like crazy and then, mm. yeah. And then you can breathe again. So does that mean, do you, is there such a thing as a typical day on the road? Every no. different? Always, there's always something different. Um, yeah, it's, it's crazy. And you'll, you always have someone new to meet, um, in Japan, they're stickler for, um, time punctuality. You've got to be punctual, but you know, in other countries you could be running late, you could have dramas with traffic and, you know, and often rain. That's the other thing we had last week in Hiroshima. It was pouring with rain and then we'd have a spell of two hours of bright sunshine. So we'd run out like crazy people film and then have to run back inside and you know change the schedule to do your inside interview when it was raining yeah. and rush out when it wasn't yeah yeah and I guess that um then leads on to the, what are the biggest illusions that people have about your job <laughs> everyone thinks it's very glamorous <laughs> yeah Mm -hmm. oh you're a tv you're traveling yeah. <laughs> you know um it's the bbc i don't i don't fly business class um well the bbc does not pay for me to fly business class if i wanted to upgrade myself on my points i could but i don't actually have enough points these days anyway to do that mm -hmm. um you know i've opened hotel room windows and seen a brick wall <laughs> oh man yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, it's not very glamorous and sometimes you're eating your lunch in the back of a taxi you know something that you bought from the 7-eleven because you don't have time to sit down and have lunch yeah so, yeah no, and even that's a luxury to have something in the back of a cab yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh I've got a vision of you kind of just just being some oh, starving and just being kind of like grabbing cups of coffee on route and yeah oh dear <laughs> yes lots of coffee coffee's essential but no some some shoots are really really hectic and and others are not but um yeah so there is never a typical day no no and would you recommend it would you oh yes without a doubt it's um it's fab. I keep, I keep hanging on to this job. <laughs> I wouldn't, I wouldn't give it up for the world. Um, even though it's crazy at times and sometimes, you know, you're out of your comfort zone or you're just so dog tired, but, um, but no, I wouldn't give it up because the experiences that you have, the, the places you go, the people you see, the people you meet, um, it's, money can't buy that really yeah cool so what kind of personality traits make up a good travel show presenter yeah I guess you have to be resilient um you have to be flexible you have to roll with the punches and and see how things things go you know sometimes um things will go wrong things will break down you've got to change things um you know gosh it's yeah you just have to be flexible and adapt to the situation and it helps if you're relaxed I guess relaxed or um easy to get along with you can't be too precious um with things which um maybe in the past I, I might have been a bit precious with a few things but you just you can't afford to you know and and that's that's the other thing oh gosh you know 
I, I only have to have a soya latte. <laughs> Sometimes that's not possible. Um, yeah. You know, things yeah. like that. Um, it helps if you can roll with the punches. Good. That's good to know. And um, do you have any tips for anyone looking to start out as a travel journalist, either on or off the screen? Um, I guess, so when I started out, um, I don't know what it's like now, of course, but, you know, I did a lot of volunteer work, a mm -hmm. lot of unpaid work. You, you just have to, it's so competitive. It's one of these industries that's now deemed a glamour industry and pe everyone wants to do it. Yeah. Everyone thinks, oh, it's like the best job ever. Um, you know, oh, sure, I can do that. Sure, I can write a magazine article. But yeah, there's like a hundred other, the people waiting behind you to do exactly the same thing you've got to be tenacious you've got to actually show willing um be willing to go the extra mile i guess or um you know put yourself out there um don't always count the pennies um sometimes that's to your detriment but um i guess karma will come back to you that's that's what i always think you know um in the past, people have said to me, oh my gosh, you're not making any money. And I'm like, well, you know, um, swings and roundabouts, isn't it? Um, keep at it and, and don't give up and be prepared to do a lot of unpaid work until you get your foot in the door, in the mm. right door. Yeah, like you said though, you probably, hopefully get a lucky break with networking. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, cool, cool. So how much um, of your real life is spent traveling? Do you kind of have time, any downtime or time for fun? Yeah, well, it's usually family travel. Um, so yes, but you know what? I haven't been on a plane for a year. Oh, wow. Yeah. Gosh. So um, yes, we were going to go away at Christmas. So it was last summer that we actually got on a plane. Um, and of course, my trip to Chile has been cancelled for the third time um, last year and then there was civil unrest in Chile so we um postponed it till March and then March of course you know the world blew up um, so that was postponed and then I just got um an email notification that your flight has been cancelled for October so maybe it's not meant to be that's crazy crazy oh so um obviously you've got a huge fascination with capital if you could time hop to anywhere historically or um, any country anywhere, where would you go? Oh gosh. I know, it's a funny one. <laughs> I guess maybe I would go back to my, my former self back in the day when I was starting out in all this and relax more. Relax, relax, enjoy it. Um, <laughs> now I'm like, oh, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'd like to go back to the Wild Western times. Really? Oh, yes, God. I've done. So I, that is my fancy, like my go-to fancy dress costume. I just love the <laughs> wing saloon doors. The OK Corral. Okay, I do know a point in time that I would like to time hop back to. It was when I did a, a story for the travel show about four years ago about skiing in Japan, in Fukushima. Um, and of course I couldn't ski. I'd, um, I'd learned to ski <laughs> four or five weeks before and I went on international TV and I could not ski to save myself. Oh I my crashed God. into a tree. I crashed into my cameraman. <laughs> oh. 
But of course, that began my, my love affair with skiing. So now I can actually ski. Rather than looking like snow plowing the whole way down, <laughs> people. Gosh, so embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> um, oh, wow. So that also tells us something about, um, about you learning to ski later in life. Yay. Yes. Yeah. 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 That was, um, I just learned when my center of gravity was lower. That's for sure. Mm, absolutely. I just went last year actually to Canada. Um, first time I've ever really stood on real snow because we don't often get it here. And it was tough. I managed to, I managed to plow down. <laughs> I can do it now. Mm. <laughs> yes, learning to ski later in life is definitely more of a challenge, that's for sure. <laughs> it is, it is, yay. But I'm glad, you know, we're very lucky to be able to do that for work, I suppose. Yes, exactly. So um, if you could go back in time, would you change any part of your career? Um, probably not. I, I guess not. No, I, um, you know, gosh, I arrived as a backpacker in London and thought I would try my hand at PR because there's more money in it. And I had a huge credit card debt. And um, no one will give me a job in PR. <laughs> oh, no, meanies. <laughs> so, um, so, yes, no, I wouldn't change a thing. Um, I really just, yeah, I loved, I loved my time in London when I was there and, uh, and Singapore when I went back to Singapore. That was great as well. And now, of course, I'm in Japan. It's been six years, almost seven years in Japan. And that has been a, a great experience, that's for sure. Never right. thought I'd be living in Japan. And do you think you're going to stay there for a while? Who knows? Who knows? That's exciting. Sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> oh, and um, so finally, do you have any advice that you would have given your younger self? Mm. Um, I guess... Yeah, just relax more and in, enjoy it, um, particularly the travel side of things. Um, you know, I, I think I took it all very seriously when I was younger. Right. Um, uh, you know, and also I think the one lesson I've learned later in life, and particularly for long haul travel, travel light, always take hand luggage. Never, never check in your bags. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've learned the hard way many times. Bags are lost, planes are missed because you've got check-in luggage, um, particularly if you're traveling through America. Those, those immigration lines, even though you've got a four-hour layover, I've, yeah. I've often missed a flight, you know. I've said, can you please let me go in front? And people have said no, no. Oh. You yeah. know, and I'd been waiting three and a half hours to try and get oh, on. The and then where is your bag? Has it gone there? Has it gone there? Yeah. yeah. Or, you know, or I've made it. My bag hasn't made it. Um, yeah. yeah. No matter, you know, I went to, um, it was South America, Peru, a few years ago. Um, I, took, I took hand luggage to Peru from Tokyo. <laughs> I was like, I am not checking in luggage. And I was so glad I did because I was running through LAX airport like a, a mad woman. I only managed to get on that plane by a whisker and I was sweating. Um, 
but you know i made yeah. it yeah 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 oh that's good though that's a really good tip because i'm complete overpacker i hate those piddly little bottles but oh um, yeah yeah, no. yeah and i always have um an argument with my husband when we go on go away for a, a travel or a holiday um i'm like how many shoes are you taking you need two pairs of shoes including the ones you're wearing <laughs> of traveling light <laughs> i like I like that. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, Carmen, you've been fabulous. I've learned a lot. I think that's been a really, <laughs> a really lovely chat. Brill. And hopefully we'll meet somewhere fabulous and exotic. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Let me know if you're ever coming to Japan. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope so. One day. I've never been. You've so, never been? Yeah, no. Not yet. It's all a bit strange now. They're not letting anyone in. They're not letting anyone leave. Yes, right. Wow. What about the Olympics? Crazy. I, yeah. I know, I know. Everything's at the top. Even though I've got residency now, I can't leave. If I leave, they won't let me back in. Oh my God. Wow. Mm. Um, but of course, it's different for Japanese people. Japanese right. people can come and go, you know, do whatever they like and no quarantine when they come back. Gosh. But yeah, but foreigners can't leave. Um, yeah. It's a really tricky situation at the moment. So we're all trapped here. Um, yeah, that's the thing. We're trapped. trapped. It's crazy. I know. And I don't know about the Olympics. You know, I think Tokyo stands to lose a lot of money. And, and I've got Olympics tickets. Um, so, and, you know, they only just sent an email a few weeks ago saying, if you've got tickets, we'll honour the same event next year. Mm. Um, but if you can't make it, let us know and we'll give you a refund. Um, so, you know, but I'm, I'm skeptical if we'll ever get a refund, if it doesn't happen. I, do, I just don't know. It's, it's strange. And I can't see Japan, even if it was one of those Olympics that didn't have spectators, mm -hmm. I can't see Japan letting in a whole team of American athletes or, you know, South Africa, um, South American athletes where these COVID numbers are through the roof. Yeah, I just, I, I, I really want it to happen, um, but I, I just don't know. Unless there's a vaccine, I can't see it happening really. Mm, yeah, well, fingers crossed for the vaccine. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yay, thank you for your time. Okay. Right. Why? Why do, why do we always wave on these things? I don't know. <laughs> like a children's presenter, you know. All right, cheers. All right. Bye. That's all, folks. Thanks for tuning in. See you next time. What fun's been? There's no harm in following a first class darling. I think I might. Don't worry, she doesn't. Buy.